Hi, I'm Phil Stokes and I'm here today with Nick George, Alastair Levac and Mark Maitland from our Entertainment and Media Deals team to talk about our new report, Future Proofing Media, which is a look back across the M&A activity for the entertainment and media sector across Europe in 2011 and a few forecasts as to what might happen in 2012. Mark, thinking back first to 2011, what do we actually see in terms of deals that happened across Europe? Um, so 2011, despite a lot of economic uncertainty um, and actually quite tough debt markets as well, actually saw more deals happen in the media sector across Europe than in any year since Lehman's collapse. And in fact, the second half of the year was the largest half year um, since then. Um, not quite reaching the heyday of sort of 05, 06, um, 07, but actually not dissimilar to the levels seen prior to that. In terms of where the, sec- where the deals were happening, um, both in the UK and Europe and across most sectors and with a mix of corporate and private equity, but I guess one of the interesting things was where the biggest growth was, was in the 25, Euro, 25 million euros to 100 million euro um, space. So that sort of mid-cap deal um, space where most of the growth was. Right. So thinking across that broad range of the, the deals that were done and therefore the, the assets that were deemed to be attractive in terms of bolt-ons, we've called the report future-proofing media. Alistair, that could mean many things to many people. What do we mean this year by future-proofing? I think it falls into two two elements, uh, Phil. The first is actually about making sure that the structural changes that are pervading the industry um, are driving people to do deals in the digital space, in particular to um, energise and enhance their growth, Um, but equally uh, things like face-to-face are, have been uh, very prevalent, which again is, is, has been a, perhaps a more robust and less cyclically challenged, right. um, sorry, structurally challenged element. I think the second part is really more around balance sheet and people's capacity to transact. Uh, clearly there are a number of capital structures in good media businesses that are not necessarily fully sustainable and sorting those out uh, as a platform to renewed growth is, is going to be a a continuing issue for the next year or two. Right. You, Mark, the, the deals at the top end of the, the scale were cable deals. You talked a lot about what was in the 25 million to 100 million. In terms of the deals being done, content is king, distribution is the most important thing. Where are we on that spectrum at the moment, content or distribution? Um, yeah, there were quite a lot of big cable deals actually done, things like Comham, KBW in Germany. Um, but also there were some big content deals done actually, Shine, In Front Media, Um, Rainbow, children's production. Um, So both content and cable deals being done and also other distribution deals actually such as Amazon buying Love Films, that sort of online distribution platform. Um, We've also seen two quite different strategies from distribution companies, from cable companies over the last few years and satellite companies. So for instance Sky um, actually turning towards content even more, you know, making more acquisitions in content. Likewise Comcast in the US acquiring NBC. Whereas actually other companies going the other way, so Virgin Media selling off its um, content assets and Time Warner Cable uh, no longer being part of the larger Time Warner. So um, seeing both of those strategies and you know, who knows which one will end up being right. I guess the other thing from our side though is that good content is still scarce, exclusive content. Um, so the people who've got that, and it doesn't even need to be sports or movies, it can be niche content nowadays because you can reach those niche audiences. But you know, if you've got that good content and no one else has it, you can then now find lots of different distribution platforms, be they online, be they small channels, be they big channels. So you probably do still hold sort of the aces for the future. Mark, just returning to the content issue, there's another age-old debate about should I make my content exclusive on a single platform or should I try and tell it, sell it to all parties and get volume, essentially. Are we seeing anything in the marketplace around that? 
Uh, I think we're still seeing that in most cases, in most deals, um, there isn't actually exclusivity nowadays with regard to wanting to be on all the different platforms that are available. Um, but there have been some interesting developments. I'd say, point to one, for instance, Entertainment One um, sold the first run uh, pay TV rights for uh, the Twilight series exclusively to Love Film. So actually that won't go onto the normal distribution platforms um, on satellite and cable in the same way. And so I think that's, that's interesting because that's a, a sort of new online distribution platform taking some share, some eyeball share away from traditional satellite and cable platforms and the content company obviously being in the position to drive that. Right. So the content versus distribution debate will continue to rage for some time. Yeah. Asta, you mentioned FaceTime and face-to-face. -face. One of the themes that we have around deals or attractive assets is around collective social experience which could be online, it could be offline. Nick, collective social media experience. Uh, again, another phrase that could mean many things. Yeah, but if you think right back to the earliest days of media, I mean, we've talked about this before, it's sort of Shakespeare you know, putting on plays for the masses. I mean, it's always been a collectively enjoyed um, experience. And I think, kind of, you know, in many ways, now is no different. I mean, yes, there's all sorts of different formats. You can enjoy media, be it in disc, be it digitally. But I think people genuinely enjoy getting together to consume and enjoy media. So whether it be... At cinemas, we've seen increased attendance and revenues in live music, uh, where that side of the industry has overtaken the recorded music in terms of revenue, or even in business media. I mean, just today, uh, we kicked off this series of briefings with a um, client event, and on a cold Monday morning in January, you get a room full of clients that want to debate and discuss this sort of thing. I think the right networks will always come together, because I think it's the very kind of pervasive power in media that you know, brings people together to discuss and debate you know, the key issues. So... I mean, that's really what we mean by the collective social experience. It's media that's enjoyed together in a group, um, you know, for shared benefit. So although deals being done in a cold climate, sometimes the financing a little bit difficult to get over the line, we do reflect on the fact that some of the best and the most value-enhancing deals are done in the middle of economic difficulties. So a lot still to play for in 2012. Some of the key themes coming through. Thank you, Nick, Alistair, Mark. Uh, the report is Future Proofing Media. I'll look back at 2011 and I'll look forward to 2012 and beyond for European M&A activity.